This is Homie and the Dude, the father and son podcast and gaming network. And today, we're bringing you another episode of D&D Diaries. We're very excited. Uh, this week is a follow-on from our first session in the last episode. Um, it's about us rectifying some mistakes that we made, um, improving on some things, and having an all-round really good second session in our homebrew world. Um, so as you guys remember from uh, the last episode, we talked about how we had overprepared, um, how uh, it, my role play was a bit shambly. I kind of like did a dot to dot for the players through through uh, this town and stuff. Uh, however, there was a really good puzzle that we uh, that we ended the the uh, the game with, uh, ended that session with, which was really awesome. Everyone partook in it. It got everyone really involved. Everyone really enjoyed it. Um, and that was really, really great. Um, so we're talking about all the things that we uh, we ballsed up, and now we're looking at improvements. This sounds familiar. It's <laughs> it's how we fixed it's how we fixed a lot of that it stuff. It is so it's a good process though, right? The process of trial and error yeah. gets us to slowly kind of understanding shit as we go forward. Exactly, and so we in this second session, uh, I realized that. Um, for the players to have come together, the, the, we didn't have strong enough reasons for this party to have joined each other, um, and there wasn't really strong enough like motive for them to continue as a party going forward. So what we did was I actually in session two almost redid like the introduction for the players, and I had each of them have like a little moment where they uh, where they had like an intro of how they got to this island, Lacrima, the starting island that we mentioned last episode. Um, and I did like a little intro for them. So like, you know, uh, our, our tiefling uh, was following her father um, and she accidentally crashed because she fell asleep and crashed on the island. Uh, you arrived and heard like a sending spell. So almost like came to the call of like help. Um, we had our like uh, our rogue halfling who came because their mother had suggested it and and so I gave each person like this little like almost like um, uh, What's it called like not deja vu like flashback of them arriving to the island just so we could add more context and plot for everyone And it meant that going forward I had a bit more reason to unite this group uh, and bring them together once we had finished on this first island and that would have been nicely more appropriately put at that first interaction. Yeah, the, it should have been in the, the first session. In the first session. But yeah. I ended up doing it in the second yeah, one yeah. because uh, because I just hadn't really thought of it. And I hadn't, uh, as a new DM, it hadn't occurred to me that that would be a really cool way to start it. However, um, after seeing and reading some things on the internet, I realized that I should maybe try it out. Um, went ahead and did so, and it actually really worked out. All of you guys really enjoyed the intros, thought they added a lot. Um, and from our perspective, it was like, you know, like when we watch movies, we don't like a lot of exposition in movies, mm. you know, but there is a certain amount that's appropriate to just give you some background. And so from our position as players, for you to add that bit of background exposition for each player gave us a better understanding of, okay, so this is how this person's style potentially could be. And it just kind of set the scene for how we could interact in, uh, in a more informed way, I think. Mm, yeah, exactly. And I think... Yeah, totally. It, it was that like it was that level of like giving you guys some detail without making it like a, you know just an NPC talking at you. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And um, so that went down really well, and it rectified yeah. a lot of the issues that we had in the first one. 
Um, then we continued through this dungeon. We mentioned in the last episode they went in under the island to alleviate this island of the problem. They have uh, uh, some Juragar and some deep gnomes living below who are sucking the sap from the tree of life on this island that's, uh, that's keeping the islanders, like, um, keeping their crops growing and things like that. Um, so the players go under, they, they break this puzzle, they get through the door, they get down there, and um, we have you know some combat interactions with some like beefed up rats that we've got in there, some deep gnomes, um, and um, and finally you guys get like to the Juragar room. We have like the main battle of the dungeon with like the two boss Juragar that are in there. Yeah. Uh, you guys defeat them really cleverly, uh, really cleverly, really <laughs> cleverly. Uh, there's lots of like uh, there's really th there was some really nice combat there the players really worked together well um, we did have one of the players fall out the bottom of our island at one point um, but I managed to do like a little bit of plot stuff that, that they managed to bring them back in and stuff but um, that one that all went really smoothly actually we had a fu very funny um, role-playing encounter in, in under the island where these guys were trying to interrogate one of the deep gnomes and it almost got very violent but then half the team was like against it and the other half was going for it very funny, like, role-play moment that was quite Dude, I good. Was, I was the voice of, let's not burn him at the stake alive. Like, are we, we're better than this, aren't we? <laughs> and then, but that was, like, me, Tom, <laughs> not me as part of, like, a team of, you know, that just had wiped out a bunch of other NPCs. So there's that element of, like, okay, you know, embracing your role-play and, and embracing what you are capable of and what you should be doing in that moment versus, you know, like, this is really not nice for this, like, <laughs> this, like, fake, like, not even a real entity, but it's still, like, horrible. So I was like, no, guys, we're not doing this. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so you guys ended up actually releasing that gnome and, and, and you guys came back up to the top of the island. And then what ended up, I, again, I rectified a big mistake that I made in the first one was that my role play was really forced really like not so genuine. Um, however, after exiting the dungeon and returning to the people of the island, um, we had a couple of really awesome role play moments. One where um, a guy who had sacrificed himself for the dude who fell out of the island kind of spoke to him ethereally. That was really good. Um, we also had another moment with um, basically Tracy, uh, our, our, our halfling, uh, rogue uh, was saying goodbye to some of the islanders because she her character had been on this island for a period of time got to know some of these NPCs uh, uh, in, in the like background plot so um, her goodbye was a lot more heartfelt and we had like a bit of emotions actually had me welling up as a DM at one point which is like mm. you know I, I guess kind of like something that w I don't know as an actor and things like that there's moments where you have true like almost like breakthroughs of emotion true like moments of you are like so involved in it that you can feel the emotions that your players are feeling or that your character is a dm the npc that you're playing would be feeling and so we there's this really heartfelt goodbye and you know it brought a tear to my eye and it was really really nice so i managed to uh, in <laughs> from the first session to the second session almost 180 it in of that we had some really good gameplay some really fun role play um, we, I, I then threw like a, the town threw a party for them because they were the heroes of, of the island. They managed to save the sacred tree. Super so fun. There, Super fun. There was good downtime activities that I planned. I planned like a little wrestling match for our barbarian. I planned um, a cup flipping game for our, our drinking, uh, our drinking um, 
tiefling, tiefling yep. and then I, uh, I what was the other one? darts we yep. did uh, we, we did darts as well so I, I made some like bar games and stuff for them to play throughout the night and um, had them have a bit of a party again lots of fun role play there as well Super fun. Um, and so it, it, it just ended up being a much better session and ended in a way that I think we all came away feeling a lot better. Um, we had 180, the whole group said it was really good, felt really great about it. However, what then laid ahead was quite daunting and what laid uh, kind of next was quite scary for me. And it was that we were to then, basically the plot that we had given led them towards the same city that we had avoided making this, by making this first island. So again, I came back to this same fear, this same nervousness of having to build this island and having had one good rolling role-playing session and then one that wasn't so good as well, my, my kind of feelings about where I was as a DM were in a bit limbo at this point. So as we kind of finished our, our time on this first island of Lacrima after those first two sessions and took off in an airship towards this big city, um, I panicked and I got nervous and um, we'll get into what I did uh, in the next episode um, but yeah it was it was it was quite a, it was quite a quite a good turnaround from from what we had and I, I, I guess the big takeaway was that we we came away going you know when when the effort is put in and I think the big thing that I learned was taking my time like in that second session before I spoke as a DM and did role-playing uh, I would like take a second to breathe, take like a one, two, three to just breathe, think over yep. what that character would do. And I really put some um, some good thought and detail into what we were doing and what I was saying and things like that. And it meant that it came across a lot more genuine and a lot more real. Uh, I, I don't, don't know if you, you felt the same way. I thought one of your, so there was a couple of really highlight moments for me. One of them, was and I think this is this is probably like the Shangri-La for me of you know when you're acting or in in your DM role when you're playing an, an NPC is those moments that are are a bit emotional and you had one of those with one of the players that had gone on to the other world and was now sending a message back to his basically to his daughter it was a really emotional potentially a sad moment, but you also added a bit of his character tick mm. into it, which initially was pretty funny, and you combine those really well, mm. so that although we knew it was this heartfelt moment, uh, it was also pretty funny as well, and that's life, man. That's like, you know, you go to a whatever, you go to a funeral, or you're sitting at someone's hospital bed. Um, amongst all of that other emotion there's moments of just levity or jokes or whatever and that's when it's someone will trip and you know and yeah. it will just alleviate the air in the room just for moments and i think that, that, that level of depth of character was what i aspire to bring to all of my characters and that was with uh, rare word the abider <laughs> who was the it was the town like cleric and and he wasn't it, good with technology he wasn't good with technology <laughs> and stuff and i i think like it just it really like adding that depth of having him having this emotional moment, but throwing in that tick of him not being good with technology, which we already knew from earlier in it, and just his voice being a bit like comedic as well, meant that it, you know it went from being very serious in one moment to like you said, everyone kind of laughing and alleviating some of that seriousness. And I do strive to create more depth to my characters. It's something in a recent session that we did that we'll probably talk about in a few episodes. Um, I didn't do so, what, so well at and I definitely came away feeling not as good about my DMing um, because of it and I think if you can 
as a DM before you make a decision in combat, before you um, respond to your players in role play, uh, before you you know uh, decide what an NPC is gonna you know how they're gonna move about or you know what, take a second to you know breathe, think, read your notes. You know, if you've got some notes that you've written in prep or whatever, you know, take a second to be ready so that you can give your players the best thing. I understand that, you know, obviously D&D can be a slow paced game and whatnot and you want to keep it moving. But taking a second to be like, you know, they respond to you and you want to take a second to think about your response or something like that, you can do. Um, or if you want to, you know, like decide what your strategy is in combat. Take a second as a DM to think about that, to, to plan it out so that your players do get the most out of it, so that things aren't falling through the woodworks, meaning that the experience isn't as enriching as it possibly could be because you are trying to you know, rush and keep stuff moving. So after that second session, I realized that slowing down was a big part of this, something I still struggle with right now, um, but it's something that I can't express enough just taking that time as a DM to really, really think about what your next move is, what your next plan is, and while your players are chatting amongst themselves or while they're doing this or that, you know, obviously you want to be listening in because things can relate to stuff for you to use as a DM, but you do want to be in those moments thinking about what your next step is, how you're going to respond, what you're going to do, and, and having that stuff like thought out so that you you don't just enter a moment of like oh you said something well I'm gonna quickly respond and then afterwards you're like oh man I wish I'd taken that in a That's little bit nice. of a different direction like I I could have given more depth there or I could have like added a bit more of this and that and I think that's what really I I I'm learned massively from that even session. even worse is you've already put the work in and you've prepared other stuff yeah and you didn't give yourself time to draw on all that stuff that you prepared on. Like, exactly. I mean, if it's a, if it's a moment of inspiration of point. improv. That's such a good point. Yeah. Dear God, that's such a good point. I mean, because there's going to be pure moments of improv, which are super important and, and, and uh, allowing enough space for that to happen. Perfect. But if you have prepared an NPC or a situation that might arise, and because you're just in the moment of DMing and there's you know 50 things going on at once and all of this, you are going to kick yourself afterwards if you didn't take the time to pull out that preparation that was really important enough for you to develop in some sort of note or some sort of real thought that you had. That's, that's the one that you regret. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's, it's regretting the adding that bit of character depth to that character. It's you know, forgetting that small bit of information. It's, it's not adding you know, that level of detail like you and I talked about. You know, we've been running a session in this city that I talked so afraid of doing. And you know, we talked about me. Um, forgetting to mention like the, the extreme level of darkness in this city and how like dark it is based off of some shadows and stuff that we'll talk about in a later episode. But uh, like I just left that out because I was rushing and it's not that I left it out, I just didn't highlight it enough. It wasn't as pertinent as it really should have been. And I think coming back to it, I was like, damn, I really should have done that. I really should have made, you know, uh, a big thing about how important that was mm. and now when the players are walking around that's not one of the things going through their heads so I need to reaffirm that in the next session and reaffirm that thought and that level of detail and stuff so guys it's something I'm still struggling with it's something I'm still learning and working on is making sure that I take my time when I do things and I promise you though every time I've taken my time to think something over and I don't mean like you've got something planned so you're gonna think about it for ages and do that. I mean, 
I have three seconds in between them saying something to me in role play, them finishing their turn in combat and it being my turn as the DM, uh, or, or me deciding you know, how an NPC reacts or moves or something. I, I do that in like two or three seconds, but those two or three seconds of me allow me to activate that in a way that I don't when, I, when I'm speeding through things, when I'm rushing through things. Mm. And uh, so it, true. It's, it's something that really does happen, guys. So yeah, big piece of advice for this one is slow down, take your time uh, as a DM, allow that to give your players the most enriching, full encapsulating experience that you have prepped for and have thought in your mind that you are going to deliver. Um, really, really important. But guys, uh, this has been an awesome episode of D&D Diaries. Uh, we're, we're beginning to get way closer to you know that city that we're talking about building and whatnot. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about how I had like a little panic uh, and and how we ended up doing a battle royale one shot so that I could have <laughs> a bit of time to, uh, to to plan some things and decide where I wanted to take this plot that we are working on uh, and what direction I wanted to go. So we'll get into that in the next episode. Um, but guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, again, this has been Homie and the Dude, the Father and Son podcast. We really appreciate you guys. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff, you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger, um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries for the camera. <laughs> yes! You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking, following the page, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That is what really makes a difference to us.